On this night, Jesus left us a rite, R-I-T-E, a ritual, an action to observe regularly in order to remember his suffering and death for us and for our salvation and for the healing of the world. He took parts of the yearly Passover meal um, that we heard read, that it was to be observed every year. He took parts of that and gave them fuller meaning and new meaning. Um, I want to consider one little part, just to be clear. Uh, there's a lot to say about communion in the Eucharist. And if you only focus on what I'm going to say tonight, you could report me to the bishop for giving an insufficient Eucharistic discussion. Um, so I, I just want to put that out there. But I do think what uh, the Lord's put on my heart is, is super important and a gift. And he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, the cup after they had eaten, saying, this cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. Broken bread, poured out wine, my body, my blood, broken, poured out, given for you, poured out for you. The Apostle Paul, in the chapter previous to what was just read, so in 1 Corinthians 10, interestingly, in 1 Corinthians 10, 11, and 12, the Apostle Paul talks about the body of Christ. Very interesting. Set that aside and look it up if that interests you. But in 10, he says, the chapter before the full discussion of where Paul is sharing about the Lord's Supper, he says, is not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks a participation in the blood of Christ? And is not the bread that we break a participation in the body of Christ? That word participation means sharing, fellowship, or participation. Um, participating in the blood of Christ and in the broken body. A few, uh, two Sundays ago, we heard from Philippians 3. We heard the Apostle Paul say, I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation of his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. Different versions for that read, sharing his sufferings, the fellowship of his sufferings. Same word, same idea as from that previous verse. Paul's heart in knowing uh, the life and power and resurrection of Jesus includes this phrase that I would participate in his sufferings. 
I kept coming back to this theme as I prepared for tonight. And I know I, I, this has kind of been in and around a lot of my sermons lately, so um, hopefully it's from the Lord. I trust it is. This fellowship of his sufferings, this participation in his broken body and poured out blood, his command that what he left for us to do regularly, to remember him, to remember his suffering and death, wasn't an Easter service every time we gather. It was this. It was this. It was breaking bread and drinking wine. Jesus, the eternal son, who became fully human, shared in our sufferings. That's, from one perspective, you could say that's why he came. He shared uh, our human life. He fully participated in human life. In some manner or another, he shared in all our suffering, yet without sin, physically, emotionally, relationally, psychologically, in relation to the world around him, the earth on which he walked, he truly suffered. We say it in both of our creeds. And the memorial and the action he left for us to observe and practice was specifically one which invites and calls us, I'm suggesting, into that suffering. Suffering. What am I talking about? Well, first, if we come to the table repentant and in faith, then I do think in some manner we will come suffering over our own sins. We will be grieved for our own sins. We will come with some measure of suffering regarding the sins against us and the sins against those we love and the sins against those we don't even know. Does anyone in here suffer regarding those things? But in many other ways, we carry in our hearts and our minds and bodies the suffering of dysfunctional families, of difficult relationships, of aloneness, of darkness, of sexual struggles, of sickness, dis-ease, anxiety, poor struggling mental health of pandemic and death and loss and grief, of war and its attendant suffering and atrocities, of persecution of our brothers and sisters around the world, of pollution. We bear the suffering of our world and its pollution and devastation, deforestation, the asphalting and right, a concreting of our beautiful green world of division and suspicion and misunderstanding 
and hatred. We, we bring these sufferings when we come together, when we gather together as the body to, to feast at the table of suffering. Which, yes, again, yes, it's a foretaste of heaven. Yes, a foretaste of complete healing and victory. Yes. But it's also Jesus taking us to himself in uh, exactly the circumstance we find ourselves. He took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them. Henry Nouwen writes beautifully, some of you have heard me talk about this in the newcomers class. He talks beautifully in his book, Life of the Beloved, that one of the ways we, we grow into our identity as the beloved is through these, that fourfold action of, of the Eucharist that Jesus did numerous times. He did it when he fed the 5,000. He did it in the Last Supper. He did it when he met with his friends after his resurrection. He took, gave thanks, or blessed, broke, and gave it. And I'd love to go into all of them, but I'll just focus on the third one, where he points out, we come broken. We come to the table, beloved, chosen, blessed, but broken. And God doesn't turn us away. He gathers us to himself. To eat of his broken body and drink of his poured out blood. That mysteriously and eucharistically, his body and blood becomes a part of our body and blood. His life begins the healing and renewing of our lives. That his suffering would be ours, even as our suffering was his. Do you recognize that? This is one of the realities and mysteries of the Eucharist. Jesus calls us to join him in his suffering even as he joins us in ours. When we say in a few minutes together, lift up your hearts, we lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks, give thanks, Eucharist, to the Lord our God, it is right to give him Thanks and praise we are in part as believing creatures joining ourselves to the bread and wine on the table. The matter of the earth and of the vine and the work of human hands. We lift up our hearts, our whole selves as a thanksgiving to God in union 
with his sacrifice. No, I'm not saying we're re-sacrificing Jesus. No, we don't, we don't do that. But what we do here participates somehow through time with Jesus' once-for-all sacrifice. And he invites us there to the cross, there to the night before, there to the Passover feast, to feed on his broken body and blood. Can we, will we, bring all that we are to the table? Unite with him in his sufferings, whose sufferings and brokenness and death were precisely ours and that of the whole creation. Can we, will we, bring all that we are to him truly lifting up our whole hearts, all of our soul and mind and strength, hurting and hopeful, yes, sorrowful and joyful, yes, in pain and in the process of healing, yes, all that mixed together but no less than who and what we really are. That's who he calls to himself. Indeed, we'll say, or the priest will say, Robert will say, and we say amen to it. He's saying it for us. Here we offer and present to you, O Lord, ourselves, our souls and bodies to be a reasonable, holy, and living sacrifice with your son. When Paul, just one note about that difficult reading from, from 1 Corinthians that Darby read. When Paul in that reading this evening speaks of discerning the body and talks about Woeful consequences if we don't. One of the things that he's talking about is recognizing that every person who comes to share in the Lord's Supper, especially those who are hurting or hungry or needy or less than, are a part of the body. This body and this body. And to not recognize that, to cut your heart off from someone, and I would say it relates as well to ourselves, cutting off a part of ourselves as we come, Paul says that is actually profaning the body of Christ. That's a strong word. Because what we do here is consecrate it, sanctify it. And he's saying the exact opposite. If we don't acknowledge suffering and hurting in ourselves and among one another and honor it and bring it to his table. The 
The cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks is a participation in the blood of Christ. The bread that we break is a participation in the body of Christ. We will not find, it's a strong statement, we will not find our suffering immediately converted into untouchable bliss and glory when we come to this table. But when we come to this table in trust and faith with all that we are, we will find comfort. We will find strengthening. We will find hope renewed. We will find the one who suffered for us, who suffers with us, and who is with us always in every circumstance you can imagine until he comes again and makes everything right and everything new. So, take, eat, and drink. Unite yourselves, he says, your whole self to me, even as I suffer and die for you. Thanks be to God.